You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. going on everybody welcome back to mikey's indy 500 or is it here on hit the books network we are starting something new this is called independent waters i am one of your hosts mikey man freddy uh and joining me to to join me on this adventure my friend zach batista zach how are you doing my man I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to do this podcast with you, Mikey. I'm also very excited that you are here, that you are going to be my co-host, my co-pilot, my co-pirate, if you will, <laughs> on this adventure through the independent waters and discovering all new stuff from the independent wrestling scene. I cannot wait to start this. Um, yeah, so I'm Mikey Manfredi. As I said before, this is Zach Batista. Zach, I just want to know real quick, what got you into wrestling, like, first? Like, what made you a wrestling fan? Oh, wow. Um, If I had to think back on it, it's probably my dad. From when I was, like, a kid, my dad would watch wrestling on TV. And he would always kind of just sit me down in front of it. So, like, my dad would be watching, like, ECW. And he would have me just sitting in front of the TV watching it. And I kind of just kept watching it for a while into like middle school like the earliest memory i can really remember of wrestling is undertaker giving jbl the last ride through his limousine at SummerSlam during one of their matches when he was still biker taker i think and from there i just kind of kept watching wrestling it fell off a bit in between like middle school and high school but then i got back into it and i've just been hooked on it since it's everyone i've talked to that's a wrestling fan always has that point where they like go away from wrestling for a little bit and then come back mm-hmm. like i i definitely had that too around the same time where i like fell off around like middle school high school and then came back to it uh ryan had that same thing like we all there's always that that hiatus you take for a little while exactly a little, uh, little break before yeah you jump, jump back into it but now we're back in full force and we are going through the independent scene we are watching new wrestling matches and our one our rule is no wwe no aew no new japan we are talking only independent wrestling independent wrestling promotions uh we are going to be pitching each other matches back and forth throughout the show we are going to be rating them on a scale of mark out which is an awesome match top of the not top notch uh, like i would watch it over and over and over again and it just pops me every time there's meh which is fine, Dece, all right. You don't have to watch it if you don't want to, but it's good. And then there's Miss Out, uh, which is just a bad match. So, like, that's just a match where it's just, like, botches, things are going wrong, it's just lame. 
gimmicks aren't working, whatever. So we got Miss Out, Meh, and Mark Out as our three ratings. So, uh, with that being said, I guess it's just time to jump right into it. And Zach, I've been talking a lot in the beginning right here, so why don't you kick us off with your first mat- your first independent wrestling match of the of the show. Oh boy. Alright. So when I had to choose independent wrestling matches for this, I told myself, alright, I'm like, I'm gonna try to find a match that will at least have something kind of familiar to me, something that I'm somewhat aware for it. So I decided to go for Lucha Underground. Specifically Ooh, Love Lucha Underground. Pentagon Jr. versus Vampiro in, if I recall correctly, the pay per view's name was Ultimate Lucha Part Two. Okay. In a Cerro Miedo match, which is basically like a street fight, like or like unsanctioned match. Mm-hmm. Going to this match, I had seen clips of this match, like one or two of the spots, because everyone says that this match made Pentagon for them. So mm-hmm. I came into it with a pretty f- high bar. Pentagon came in, doing his usual shtick. I was like, all right, this is good. Then Vampiro showed up, dressed as a motherfucking pope of pure <laughs> evil through what? the crowd. I was Wait, like, time out, time out, time out. Sorry. What is a pope of pure evil? He was dressed in like a pope. <laughs> like you outfit. can't just say that and expect me to know what you mean. He literally was dressed like a pope, like big hat, black robe, red like scarf, white face paint. His like logo was on like his chest and like the pope hat. He had like an incense burner. That's and incredible. I was just, like this man is evil. I'm like, all right. Match started off. Honestly, the match is just basically a death match far as i could tell with like not okay. a ton of wrestling like pentagram beating with some chairs like five minutes into the match he had already exposed the concrete below the mats on the floor and basically like it gave him a falcon arrow or something it's like pile driver into it and they took him out in a gurney and i was like oh okay this is how this is going then vampiro gets up beats the shit out of everyone shows back up Pentagon proceeds to beat him up again, and at some point in the match, Vampiro then just, like, a minute later, I think, pulls out a bag of thumbtacks, and I was like, we're... Ooh, getting hardcore, baby! Oh my god, dude, I was like, we're, like, I just, like, five minutes into this match, and he's already gotten exposed concrete and thumbtacks, so I don't know where this is gonna go. Got worse, in the best way possible. (laughs) Got worse! (laughs) Fucking Pentagon whips out light tubes, and smashes it into Vampiro's back, and I'm like, that sucks! Oh, I forgot to mention, Pentagon 8, like, I think it was, like, a massive off-the-top rope slam into the thumbtacks. Jesus. It looked like it fucking sucked. And I, You know what spot always gets me with thumbtacks? Where Mm. they, like, take a handful and they shove it in someone's mouth and then super kick them? Oh, my God. That one always gets me. Oh, I haven't seen a spot like that yet. I've I've seen a couple. I think there I think there was one in um AEW. I think someone did it. I think maybe Janela or Moxley did it to each other. Sounds about right for them. Very good. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, and it just escalated from there. Pentagon like broke the light tube and started jamming it in Vampiro's head and started licking the blood that he got off him. And I was like, wow, <sighs> we're just going all in for this. Rip roaring, huh? Spot of the night for me by far, probably. Well, there's two, but the one coming up is my favorite. Vampiro gets up, he starts a comeback. The wrestling in this match is slow, and the punches are kind of, like, passable. But, like, you can tell, because Vampiro, the commentary, has been putting it over. He's old. He's a really old, like, Mexican, like, luchador who, like, did death matches all the time or something like that. Mm-hmm. This Vampiro put his hand into, like, Lut- Mentagon's mask and ripped his mask off, almost. And then 
took another light tube and just smashed it over his head. Jesus. You'll know the spot I'm thinking of if you end up watching this, where, like, he's Pentagon is sitting there, and he looks dazed, and blood just comes flooding down his face. Like, God damn. His mask is, like, half ripped off. Then Vampiro gets out, and I'm like, I don't know what else you can do, but I'm so in for this right now. <laughs> Guy whips out a table. I'm like, okay, this looking, looks like one of the... Or like like a New Japan table, like uh, I was like, all right. Then he whips out a lighter, and I was like, are you gonna really set this on fire? Oh, it's like the old WWE games. <laughs> exactly. He then sets the table on fire. Pentagon then dumps him through the table, and he does not get set off on fire. Like he doesn't like it extinguished out fast enough, so he rolls out of the ring on fire. And I'm just like, this great. Is... <laughs> I Pentagon pinned him after that, so that was like the highlight. I think of it. they had a backup plan. They were like, listen, I'm gonna slam you through this flaming table. You're probably going to smother the flames and be fine. But if you go on fire, just roll out of the ring. Roll we'll out of the ring. There. Oh, my God. I was like, there was a couple moments where I was like, he was on fire way longer than he should have been, probably. <laughs> then the twist happened. So I've left something out significant for this match. Is that they, all through our commentary, they're talking about how, like, Pentagon's been breaking dudes like bones for his master. So Vampiro crawls into the ring as Pentagon's celebrating. He's, like, calling for his master. And Vampiro says, break my arm, motherfucker. And I'm like, okay, we've just gone to this now. Breaks his arm, right? <sighs> then he gets up and then tells Pentagon, yeah, I'm your master. You've passed the test, my student. And he gives him the Cero Miedo sign. Whoa. And I'm not going to lie. It popped me really hard. And I literally know nothing about the production. And I was just like, I must know more about what the hell just happened. That's wild. That was that match. There was not a ton of wrestling, but there was a bunch of big, just brutal spots that I was just, I was there for. Yeah, it sounds like kind of like a brutal spot fest with like a good bit of storytelling at the end there. Oh, the ending. I was like, that's, that's why, the ending, honestly, is the reason why I have to give it probably mark out. Mark out? Going our, our first match on the show is getting a mark out? That's I awesome. I came into this match wondering why, and I, it was just a simple match, and what can I say? I'm, I'm a fan of like just brutal matches with good storytelling in it. All right, all right. I like it. I like but it. Enough about my crazy deathmatch luchador mask. What match? What do you got in tomorrow? I'm I'm very curious to see what you got. All right. So my first match is much less brutal, <laughs> um, and it's fairly recent. This pay per view happened, I think, maybe last week or two weeks ago. Wow. Oh my uh, god. Yeah. This was at an event called Wear Sunscreen by Beyond Wrestling. This happened two, maybe like two weeks ago in Atlantic City. Uh, out, it was an outdoor event. Obviously, everyone was wearing masks the whole the whole uh, night. Okay, whole COVID thing. And this this match was Kimberly taking on the bad boy oh. Joey Janela. So it was Joey Janela versus Kimberly uh, from Beyond Wrestling. This was Joey Janela's return to Beyond Wrestling after he got drafted to AEW. Mm. Um, and this match was. Uh, pretty solid. I liked I liked a lot of it. It was they started off with some really good really good mat wrestling. Uh, it was a lot of character work. Like Joey mm. Janela, they they built this uh, this character for Joey Janela in okay. in this match where he's like he he like since moving to AEW it looked like he became like cocky. He's like oh I'm on TV all the time <laughs> oh, now I I'm like so it. good. Like so so like it, it wasn't like so in your face but like there was like subtle nods to joey being a little cocky against kimberly mm. uh so i thought that was neat how they kind of gave joey that character and he was definitely playing the heel in this match mm. uh and kim Mark. was playing the un- kimberly was playing the underdog joey is a uh, heel 
Hmm. Joey, yeah, Joey was definitely they. He was definitely the bad boy in this match. Like they definitely hyped that up. Um, there was some crazy spots. There was one. There was one point where like Joey hits Kimberly with like a fisherman's buster on the apron. Ooh. <laughs> Um, that was crazy. Uh, there were some cool sequences where they went back and forth. It was like Joey would hit Lee with an elbow, and then Lee would come back and hit Joey with a knee, and they just kept going back and forth. Mm. Uh, Kimberly kicked out of a huge package pile driver by Janela. Uh, right. Yeah, this match was great. It was a little bit slower paced, but everything it, – it was a little slower paced, but everything hit hard. You know, oh, like every move felt like it had huge impact. Mm. Um, like they actually like beat. It looked like they beat the snot out of each other. These two, Ooh, uh, like and Kimberly was playing the resilient underdog this whole time. She was kicking out of everything until uh, Janella hits her with what looked like a coup de gras off the top oh. rope, like a double stomp mm. off the top, and that's what got the one, two, three on Kimberly. And Joey Janella ended up winning this match. Wow. But afterwards, Joey Janela's old tag team partner Chris Dickinson comes out, uh, talks to Joey a little bit. Sizes up Kimberly because him and Kimberly had a little bit of a rivalry. Mm. Uh, but then Chris Dickinson raises both of their hands. Janela and Kimberly end up shaking hands and a nice sign of respect from Joey. I like it. Uh, Kimberly, I've always been super impressed with. I watched a, I watched a good handful of her matches on 8500. Kimberly is one of the sickest wrestlers I've ever seen. She's very she's really really good at playing the underdog, mm. and she's very very good at playing like the resilient never give up type gotcha. and uh baby face type deal. yeah and she has a move set that looks like it'll knock out anyone <laughs> oh really yeah Ooh, it's like a hard that. hit it's a hard hitting high impact move set a lot of slams a lot of a lot of like punches and elbows like a lot of a lot of high impact moves mm. like like not very like lucha you know you know what i mean yeah a lot more like just uh, ground pound yeah more like yeah yeah it, it felt like to it. yeah it felt this this match felt like more of like a a match like that where it was like slower paced and the moves hit harder than like a young bucks versus lucha bros match where they're like flying around the oh ring. yeah and they're just doing you spots know, yeah. that just defy gravity basically yeah it was it was slower it was slower paced it had that hard hitting feel and i really liked it uh i gave, i'm gonna give this match uh mark out because i thought it was great um and you should go watch it it is on iwtv if you have a subscription you can watch it it's awesome mm. all right oh man also in that same pay-per-view uh it, the the second main event was priscilla kelly versus chris dickinson which i heard was amazing and i cannot wait to watch Ooh, I'll, I'll probably hear about it at some point during this show and i'm excited to hear about it so we got two mark out matches to start off the show start off episode one of independent waters two mark out <laughs> matches batista what's your second match of the show my second match of the show, I decided to take uh, some notes from a show that my dad actually watches. So the background here is that my dad is really into actually independent wrestling match like scenes. He's more for like the gymnasium type matches, and a production he always watches on TV is MLW. Okay. Uh, I've seen a couple matches from MLW, so I was like, okay, I'm like, I I've like MLW. They're not bad. They put some good things on that I've really liked. So I was like, all right, I'm like, let's find something from there that I could enjoy something that was like smaller though so i ended up going with it's not mlw funnily enough the production where they had it from but it's uh it's simon grimm versus filthy tom lawler at prestige wrestling 
Oh, okay. The, the event is called Prestige 3 Alpha Double Slash Omega. It's free on YouTube if you look it up. Sweet. The match happened around, since we're going with the times, it happened around like two years ago. And I've seen both these guys wrestle in MLW like a like probably like recently. So, but I don't really have much of a, like a recollection of what they wrestled in. So I was like, all right, like how they wrestled, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the match starts, and I think if I recall correctly, this must have been after Gotcha just left um, as VOD villains or whatever. But anywho, the match gets started, and I actually didn't know this, but uh, right into the match, Tom Lawler is doing uh, catch-style wrestling. Okay. The uh, type of stuff that uh, Timothy Thatcher is known for in NXT. Cool. And I was like, oh, I didn't know he was doing this. And Grimm was doing more of like an old-school, like kind of like New Age-ish type of like grappling, right? All right. So the match goes, and like... Grimm is trying to compete with Lawler with the ground game, but the the story they're telling here is that Lawler basically has him beat out. There's even a point where Grimm, like, gets, um, I think he tries to put in a hold, and Lawler kind of just picks up, like, stands up as he's got him in a rear naked, and just grabs the top rope, and kind of looks at him as, like, a get the fuck off me. Yikes. And he then puts him in, a, like, I think it was a uh, an ankle lock, which uh, Grimm has to then roll out of the ring. And it's at this point in the match that it changes. Because at this point now, it's kind of just been like an old-school-ish match, right? Okay. What Grimm then does is that he gets Lawler angry by putting him in more submissions, but this time successfully. And Lawler then makes the mistake of trying to get into a striking game with Grimm. Which Grimm actually does a lot better than him for. And he starts to then work over the left arm of him. Which, I will say here, for the rest of the match, Lawler sells this very well. Like, there's a point in the match where he has to do a German... But he can't use his he can't hook his hands together because his arms messed up. So what does this dude do? He gr- puts one arm around his stomach, takes his right arm, and just grabs the left arm and holds it there as he picks him up and Germans him. Oh, that's sick! Like basically, like Grim got the upper hand. I at this love point. when they improvise like that. Yeah, it was good. I was like, oh wow, like he's still selling it. So then the match continues some more. Grim's like getting all the heat. He's like really working Lawler's left arm. Like good mat wrestling. I was like, all right, I'm good. I have to. There is one thing to note: the strikes in this were meaty as shit. Oh, like yeah. there were points where I was like, "Ooh, I'm like, damn that fucking he, he damn near elbowed him in the face." Stiff, Jesus, stiff as fuck. Mm-hmm. And the end of the match basically comes with it's funny. So Grim gets really frustrated because he keeps working over Lawler's arm and he keeps putting him in like moves. There's like a point where he like kicks him in the face like a bunch of times. Like he hulks up and he mm-hmm. can't put him down. And he gets so angry that he tries to put him in, if I recall correctly. He loses his cool, like Lawler did. And what happens? Lawler capitalizes and puts him in. I think it was a gotch neutralizer. And he pins him. Nice. And I was like, that was a good story. Like, the two of them shook hands at the end. Lawler was... Actually, I I think they want to say they shook hands, but Lawler looked like... Kind of like a, I cannot believe that just happened to me. Mm -hmm. Like, he was like, don't... Oh, and I remember, the ref tried raising his left hand. He's like, don't touch my left hand. (laughs) Ow, ow, ow. Yeah, he's like, take the right hand. Uh, Overall, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't anything that was super special. Like, the best way I can describe it is it was a classic, just good, old-school wrestling match. A lot of mat work, a lot of, like, grinding each other down with meaty-ass hits to it. Uh, The production quality, I did forget to mention that during Lucha Underground, the production quality was pretty good. Yeah, So there were some points where, like, they, like, had, like, camera shots of the crowd reacting to the crowd and i was like something's happening in the ring get the please, shot off please, the crowd i want to go s- back let's go what back is this, wwe missing the big events Ex- i know exactly but um yeah for this match the point for that was this match really felt like an indie 
wrestling show to me. Like, the camera mm-hmm. quality wasn't terrible, but, like, it was kind of a bit grainy of parts. And it just felt like an indie match. And I was like, this is what I've come to see. Like, just to, I love, like... I love it when it's, like, a... It gets that, like, nice feel. Because it's, like... It, like... Like, when it's, like, a smaller crowd, it feels like it's more of an intimate match, you know? Oh, yeah. Crowd, it feels like the crowd cares a lot more for mm-hmm. me. And, like, I... I will say that now I'm probably you. This is a this isn't a prediction. This is a spoiler. I will probably find some Tom Lawler matches later on for this because I was really impressed with him. Like Grim was good, but I've only seen one Tom Lawler match. I think, and it was Tom Lawler versus Warhorse. <laughs> Warhorse. Uh, he'll probably be on here at some point. Uh, but wait, I guess like wait, wait like five minutes. Oh. <laughs> But to get to well, to get to that, I will say that I give this, I'll give it meh, because there okay. wasn't anything that I couldn't find other places. I've seen similarish matches, and there wasn't anything that blew me out of the water. It was just solid, a really good wrestling match, like a like a solid match. You and know I, what? Sorry, go continue. Oh, I was really gonna say okay, that. Like, okay. I wouldn't be offended to watch it, but like, if I wanted to get someone who wasn't into wrestling into wrestling, like, I probably would show them a more exciting match i guess mm. is what i put it or something that more like grabbed me and like got me to like jump up or go like oh my god that was amazing yeah okay yeah that's what i would do too i would definitely get get get, get somebody in on a big mark out match you know mm-hmm. absolutely so before i go into my next match i wanted to go back to joey janelle versus kimberly for a second okay um now that i'm rethinking it a little bit i'm also gonna give that match a meh oh. it was it was good but I don't think it was mark out good. Mm. Uh, I was a little overexcited. I think. Uh, I think it's it. The match is meh. It's good. Definitely go check it out. But definitely not mark out level. However, this next match. <laughs> my next match is Warhorse versus Ophidian for the Independent Wrestling Championship at an event called Hardest Part of the Ring uh, by Flying V Wrestling. Wow, I heard of only one person in that match and nothing else about that i'm excited it is on iwtv uh this match is one of people are saying that i've seen it's one of warhorse's best title defenses wow and i would agree this match rules uh <laughs> i'm sorry if you would this match rules ass <laughs> in the beginning Warhorse comes out, does his thing, enters with his title, and then Ophidian comes out, and Ophidian comes out with a mask over his mask, and it, of just the, the of it's just like a white mask, but it has Warhorse's face paint on it. Ooh. And then they the the bell rings, they stare each other down, and then Ophidian takes off the the mask with the Warhorse paint and throws it into the crowd and goes, "I don't need war paint to beat you." Wow! And that's how the match starts. Uh. If that doesn't get if that doesn't get you like excited for the match, I don't know what's I, gonna. I'm already uh, ready. This match has awesome character work from the both of these guys. Warhorse is being Warhorse. He's doing his heavy metal thing. Ophidian uh, is the master of snake style. Is this thing? Ooh. Uh, so he's very. He has a very smooth lucha like. It, it almost. It's really crazy how much it almost looks like uh, like a snake slithering around. You know. Ooh. Like he like the way Ophidian moves is so smooth and so like quick that it's just it does remind you of a snake and it's kind of mm. it's kind of wild how like how much snake style fits and Warhorse like I said heavy metal hard hitting power move so it was just a classic 
power versus speed match, right? Mm. It's like, can can Ophidian outspeed Warhorse, or can Warhorse out overpower Ophidian? It was like that whole dynamic. Gotcha. There is one point in the match that I love where they're fighting, and uh, Ophidian gets Warhorse trapped in the corner. But instead of doing any move on him, he takes his hand and starts wiping off Warhorse's face paint. Oh. <laughs> and the announcers sell it really well because they're like, he's wiping off the face paint. That's going to weaken him. The face oh. paint is what makes Warhorse Warhorse. <laughs> it's like without the face paint, he's just Jake Parnell. So I oh just like the God. I like the idea of Ophidian trying to weaken Warhorse by wiping off his face paint. I'm all here for this. It was really, really great. Uh, like I said, the commentators also were selling this match in great they are super hype about it they are def they definitely help get you into the match like it's it's wild how how well they do to me um i wish i could tell you their names but i can't i'm sorry um maybe i'll find out for next week and let you guys know i uh, have only seen one warhorse match and it was the AEW match that a lot of people probably saw for it i urge you to watch more warhorse matches I will say his character. I really like his character. So to hear that they, it's like kind of like a point in the match. It's just, I didn't, oh, I'm not gonna lie though. Like a fitting. Like I really want to see. More, I want to hear more about this. Oh, man. you want to hear more about a fitting? Let me tell you something that happened in this match. There is one point where Warhorse throws a fitting into the corner, but a fitting like wraps himself around the turnbuckle pole and like ducks through like the middle and the top one. Oh, and it's kind of like hanging there like this like like i don't know how to describe it but he's kind of like hanging there and then he puts his hands together and starts going like this and he charms war he does the snake charm oh. on warhorse and just like hypnotizes him and warhorse just gets like frozen oh cuz he's like charming him so warhorse is just like stuck but Warhorse tries to fight it because he like puts up the devil's horns and starts headbanging, and it's like, and then the crowd just starts chanting, "He's too metal." It was oh so good. Oh my god, that's. <sighs> but the the, the Ophidian ends up like freezing Warhorse in place, and then like hits him with a drop kick because Warhorse is just frozen because he's mm-hmm. charmed him. Yeah. It's just so it's so like there's like really silly points in this match, but there's also just like really awesome points in this match. There's a lot of awesome sequences. These two kick the absolute shit out of each other. Uh, but in the end, Warhorse does end up winning with that uh, double stomp to the back of the neck. Uh, it ends up retaining his title. Uh, this match, I will give Mark out because I love this match. Warhorse and Ophidian put on such a sick match. I love watching it to this day. Um, I will probably watch it over and over again. It is <laughs> so good and it is one of Warhorse's best showings that I've seen so far. Um and I'm very excited to to get more into both of those guys because Ophidian also impressed me very much. Oh man, I how do how do we even go into this next one? Oh man, you want to start going into this? All right, so folks, Ugh. me 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 and Batiste, me and Zach over here, we both shared shared our matches. Uh, and now we're going into the match. We're going into a fifth match, and the fifth match is one we both watched. Uh, so we are going into the matchup from Riptide Wrestling of Cara Noir versus Pac. I believe it was oh at my. their pay-per-view of Point Break. And, oh. Yes. This match is free on YouTube for anybody who wants to go see it. Just go to Riptide Wrestling's YouTube channel. Uh, it's like one of the first videos you see. Yeah. This match is 
absolutely insane. Batista, what do you think? Oh, my God. First thing that has to be mentioned as a guy who's never seen anything about Reptide is the fucking production value in this match. I... If if you listen, if you are if you used to be a listener to Indy Five Hundred, you already know my love for Riptide. I watch so many Riptide matches on that show. I love it. Uh, the, the production value gets me. All of the wrestling, like the wrestlers, are really talented, and just everything put together makes Riptide something really, really special. And I I really, really like it. Oh man! So I piggyback you off of that. The match starts with this really like classical music, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, "Oh, is this just the intermission music?" And then. Then you see cars start to walk out. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, is this his entrance? Karen Noir, motherfucker, has this like, like this glitter mask on, and I was like, this guy's like fan of the opera, and I'm like, I'm so for this. Like, like it, it, it reminds me of like the Black Swan, like a ballet dancer exactly. almost, you know? Like he was like, uh. he's like going around the ring, but he's not like just walking. He's like elegantly like moving around. The crowd is like playing into it, and there's like what a the- point. One of the things I had written down actually for this match was that Karen Noir is perfect for Riptide because I think Karen Noir's character wouldn't work nearly as well with the basic camera setup for wrestling. Mm. But since it it's Riptide and it has that production value, it has those high quality cameras, it has those it, it has those new angles. I think it and has the very dramatic lighting. Yeah. I think it works for Karen Noir so 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 well and I think that the combination of Riptide and Karen Noir is like a match made in heaven cuz that uh, is like it's like absolutely perfect for him for his character. I have character. to agree. Like it's he's it's like a theater performance that you're watching. Like there's a point Exactly. in his in like his uh, entrance where like he like takes like he's got like a cape on. Sorry I didn't explain that. And he does like kind of like the Finn Balor like arms raised but like the camera like it pans so that you're behind him and you see like the light kind of shine through his cape as he does it. And it's it just looks good. so cool. Alright. Then oh, sorry, then, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Then you get to Pax entrance. And I'm like, the contrast between the two is so stark. Like he's like typical wrestling entrance, walks in, looks at the crowd, it's just heel pack, that best pack, in my opinion. Oh yeah. He's playing up to it, and Carr is just kind of sitting there in this corner with these I want to say stage tights. I don't know what car was in like this. Yeah, they're like they're like ballet tights. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And he has like this like gold dusk esque like face paint on. And I was like, okay. So the match starts, and he's just trying to get Pack to shake his hand. It's all he wanted. And I was like, all right. I'm like, I don't know what he's gonna do with it, but I'm down for this. And Pack just kept denying this handshake. And I one thing to note here. We'll get into this in a sec. The crowd, every time he denied this handshake, like, were selling it like it was the worst thing you could possibly do. Oh, yeah. The the the, the fact that they were both determined, that uh, Kara was determined to get this handshake, and Pac was so determined to not let him get the handshake was such a good, <laughs> like, B-plot in this match. It is. Oh, my God. Like, you got, like, Pac, like, telling him, like, you don't belong in my ring. I'm not giving you your fucking handshake. And, like, he keeps knocking Kara down, and then he just gets right back up, and Pac, like, is just, like, selling this, like, it's, like, he's the creepiest shit. He's, like, stop. Yeah, can we talk about how great Pac made Kara Noah oh look in this match? Like, <sighs> he's, he's, whenever, whenever, there, Kara Noir got beat up a lot of this match. I'll oh, yeah. right now. 
Pac kicked the shit out of him most of this match. But when mm-hmm. Karen Noir got his offense in, Pac sold it like fucking death. Oh, Pac yeah. was like, like he was selling his ass off. He made Kara look great. Best. I was. It, it was. It, it. This match took both guys and just let them both shine like stars. Really did. Point like one point of the match. An example. Of this is like Kara's letting or Kara Car. I don't actually even know how to pronounce your name. If you're listening to this, if you ever listen to this, apologies. <laughs> you ever, Cardinal, if you ever listening to the first episode of Independent Waters. <laughs> but anywho, he's lying on the ground, and, like, he just kind of is, like, a step up in Zaguri from the ground. And, like, Pac literally, like, stumbles for a sec, and then just falls out the ring. Like, up mm-hmm. until that point, Kara got no offense at all. And Pac just, I was like, wow, that's, that's great. Oh, my, it's just good selling on Pac. And, like, yeah. There wasn't a ton of wrestling, but, like, where there was wrestling, like, it had impact to it. Like, you felt like it was getting, like, like it, it, everything got its money's worth is the best way I could describe it. Yeah, there was a couple of really sick sequences where the, the, these two just, like, like kept beating the crap out of each other, hitting each other with moves, but they kept rolling mm-hmm. back up to their feet, and then there's and they just knock each other out. Those are my favorites, oh, where they just keep it. going back and forth with moves, back and forth with moves, and then they hit with one move, and it just knocks them both out. Oh, it's great. And it just gives the crowd a chance to, like, soak it all in and be like, wow, these guys are good, you know? Um, There's also two spots in particular I want to talk about. All right. One, I want to talk about uh, the superplex that Pac gives Cara Noir. The app, how fucking high was that superplex? It It looked like he fell from the fucking sky. Oh, my God. It was about as high. I was literally watching. I was like, how high is he going to go? And, like, and you see Cara, like, get under the ropes. And I'm like, all right. And then he stands, like, on, like, the turmoil kind. And I was like, oh, no. I'm like, he's going all the way. He went all the way up. It looked like, it looked like Cara fell from, like, the ceiling of the the arena. Yeah. It It was nutty. It fucking looked like it hurt like a motherfucker, that's for sure. Speaking of being high in the sky, the other spot I wanted to talk about was that moonsault to the outside that Pac did. Oh, my God. He got so much hang time. That's why I guess guess that's why he was the man Gravity forgot. Exactly. I actually thought about, too, I was like, the man that Gravity fucking forgot just casually does a fucking shooting just out of the ring. I was like, what the fuck? For those those who don't know, Pac is – Pac used to be Neville from uh, WWE. The days of superhero Neville and evil villain Stardust, a.k.a. Uh, yeah, Stardust, a.k.a. Cody Rhodes. Whew. Wow, that's it. Seems like so far away now. Yeah, the, the <sighs> way that, the way this match is paced is super cool because it like it like fluctuates. It doesn't like go slow and then fast and then slow again, mm-hmm. and then end. It goes slow, fast, slow, fast, slow, fast, slow, exactly. fast, slow, fast. It's just like it's like it's like heart pounding action chill for a sec heart pounding action exactly. chill for a sec like and it heart... just gets you like it just gets your endorphins rushing it's like this match is insane and this I match is know. also like a half hour long the, this match was like the best type of match for me and that is i can watch this match and like then look at my clock and be like what the fuck 30 minutes are gone I'm like I yeah this was like, like a, five this was like this was a half hour long banger like this was insane like yeah like once it was done i was like that was a half hour long match oh my god like Oh, God, I have to gush over this production one more time because I remember there was a point in the match where I noticed it where I don't know what Pac did. He probably kicked Car in the face a bunch of times, and Car is just laying there on the mat like he's crumpled. And the God bless the camera crew of, the, of fucking Riptide. The person has themselves like just below the low rope, and they've got it ha- t- tilted at an angle that makes it look Car look so small. And make Pac it makes Pac look huge and look like he's just staring down at this. Pathetic I, man that dare step in the ring with him and try to like do some frilly handshake shit with him. I will always love Riptide. 
Oh, it's just so for good. just for that. Just like the production value is just so so good, and I can never. I, I always gush about it. Literally mm. every time I reviewed a Riptide match, I would gush about it, and I'm going to continue gushing about it every time I review a Riptide match in the future. I will gush about it with you if you ever make me. If you and I ever decide to keep watching more matches for this. Uh, now, there is one thing we have forgotten about this match, though. Yes. One very crucial element that would you like to explain to them what the crucial element of this match is? The crowd in this match. So on Riptide, after we gushed about it, there's also no commentary on Riptide, which, if the crowd was not into this match, would hurt it a lot. But the crowd in Riptide is loud, and they never stop. Never. The the Riptide crowd is one of the hottest crowds I've ever seen, and that is true for every Riptide match I've watched so far. The crowd oh. is always hot as fuck, and I love it. Oh, they are always so loud. They're doing different chants. Like, UK <laughs> crowd, UK crowds or Australian crowds, they always have the best chants. <laughs> always. Uh, like, oh, fuck, what was a good one? I have one for the match that I can think of. What was it? So, one thing about cars, I said before, he has this face paint on. And Pac is doing a lot of, like, ground and pound shit to, shit, holds and stuff to car. Like, he's like... Rub it like he's got him in like ch- in like headlocks and stuff, and Car's face paint is getting on Pac's chest, and there's a point in the match where this crowd starts chanting, "You've got, <laughs> you've got glitter on your tits," and they call- start calling him glitter tits, and Pac like looks at them and he just kind of like wipes it into his chest, he's like it's called war paint. <laughs> I'm like, I love this crowd. I, the crowd is so good. Uh, I like the uh, whoa, Pac is a bastard. Yeah, that's a good one whoa. too. Pack is a bastard. That's or, that one's good. Or car, 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 car fucking car, war. war. Yeah, those those oh, are my favorites too. God. It's like blank, blank, blankety fucking blank. Like it's fucking great. <laughs> Another thing I have to, I noticed in the match was that whenever Car did any offense, the crowd went ballistic. But the yeah, they popped got, as, as soon as as soon as Car got a comeback, the crowd popped. Exactly, and then the, but then the moment Pack gives any offense in, the crowd goes. <laughs> Not Stop. silent, but just shuts up, and they start berating him. And I'm just like... Immediate, yeah, immediate flip. Like, Oh, my God. Oh, man. There are points in this match where I was like, I'm like, I don't know if cars... Because the thing is, one thing I love about this is that I don't know anyone's finishers. I only knew Pac's finisher, so I was like, I don't know what Car's finisher is. So there are points... I, I still like, don't know what Car's, Car's finisher is. So I was like, is he going to win? And uh, I guess we should go to the finish at that to say when to that. Uh, so... Yeah, uh, in the end, Pac does end up winning with the Black Arrow, I think I think what we call it yes, now. I don't know what he called it back yes. on the indie scene, but in AEW, it's called the the Black Arrow. Yeah, if I recall correctly, Kara got like a jumping like chokehold, which I think is his finisher, because everyone in the crowd popped for it a lot. Granted, they popped for everything, so. <laughs> yeah. And then I think Pac eventually like just like kind of kicked him in, like he just kicked his shit in and then hit him with the Black Arrow and won, mm-hmm. but... God damn, man. When I finished that match, I was just like, that was that was something else. I finished that match, and I was like, I need to go take a walk because I am so excited. Oh, my God. I, it was palpable. I was just like, I need to watch more of Riptide. If it's more like that, like you describe it, I'm like, you will, you will be seeing more of that on this from me as well. Yeah. Because, right. God. So, so Zach, uh... The only thing we have left to do is give this match a rating. What are we thinking? Miss out, Matt, or mark out? For me, I think it's a mark out because 
it was just it's my first Reptide match, and the production of it just kind of blew me away with it. I was just like, shit. I think this match is meh. No, I'm really? totally kidding. It's absolutely marked. Oh my god, I was like, Shit. who am I kidding with I this? Like, Did you hear is... how much I was praising it? This match is marked out 100%. Oh Go watch god. it. It is free on YouTube. What are you doing if you miss this match? Exactly. Just, it, go find it. You need If you are a wrestling fan, you need to see this match. It's, it's so good. Amazing. Oh my god. Oh god, I'm so... It's matches like that that make me go like I'm glad I, that I you've convinced me to do this because this is just so much fun. I love independent wrestling. I'm loving independent wrestling like re, like so far. Like I, it's such a cool turn from the the norm we're getting in these TV shows, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's sick. I really, I just really like discovering new wrestlers, discovering new people's styles, new unique gimmicks. Uh, stuff like that, new unique promotions like Riptide, who do who do completely off the wall with what we've seen in wrestling. Exactly. You know, it's like it's like we're so used to that like few camera setup where it's like wide shot of ring, one different shot, and that's it. It's like Riptide's got like the cinematic thing of Riptide. Huh, awesome. But like I said, I like Independence because it's different. There's so many different things. Mm-hmm. You're you're gonna find something you like. Um, oh yeah, and I think that brings us to the close of our very first episode of Independent Waters here, Zach. Uh, how are you feeling going into the next one? I am super pumped, both for whatever whatever match I find, whatever matches you find that I'll probably end up having to watch at some point, and just in general, just to like learn about more wrestlers that I've never heard of, and then maybe see myself what they've got to offer. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to jump into this too. Follow Hit the Books on Twitter, where we're going to be posting all of these episodes on the main Hit the Books network page at HTV Pod on Twitter, uh, and fo- and subscribe to our YouTube channel, where you will also be able to find this very podcast. Uh, hit uh, Hit the Books podcast on YouTube. Subscribe there. You can see all of our different shows. We have Hit the Books on Fridays. We have Wrestling with the Sixers on Mondays. Wednesdays now is for Independent Waters, so keep tuning in here. Every, and every few weeks we'll do a uh, pay-per-view review, whether it's WWE or it's AEW. So depending on when this episode comes out, uh, go check out me and Ryan Knightsey's review uh, of All Out uh, AEW. That's very, that's very exciting. I either... I either loved it, love doing it, or I'm very excited to do it. <laughs> what future might be decide? <laughs> we'll never know over here. Exactly. Um, so remember to go check us out all over there. And for everything that has to do with Hit the Books Network, go visit htbpod.com where you can find literally everything and anything that has to do with Hit the Books Network, uh, Wrestling with Statistics, Independent Waters, Hit the Books. Uh, go check it out over there. Um Zach, anything to plug? Uh, no, not really. I'm, I'm not at the moment, at least. I'm not, I'm not really too big into social media. All right. Well, then that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, thank you all for listening. Remember to subscribe and remember to keep tuning in for more and more independent wrestling. Uh, and always remember, there's a huge sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring. <laughs>
This has been a Countout Podcast.